the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. spending. I don't know, we enter a technical recession, stock market up 315 points, oil's up $2. Why would the stock market be up, Squirrel? Why? Why? Oh, it's a simple answer. When the government writes checks, the corporatist scum know it's going to get in their pockets. Oh, but it's true. Of course, the economy sucks for the ordinary man. And uh, you think gas came down because they were able to fraud the market by taking away taxes, giving a million barrels a day, a million barrels a day, pretend that everything is great, just deny the fact, and then the stock market goes up. This could either be a dead cat bounce or a short squeeze. All technical terms for bull dung. Bull dung! Absolute and total bull dung. Kind of reminds me of, uh, are we supposed to be on uh, on the side of, of Nancy Pelosi now if she goes to Taiwan? Don't shoot the plane down. I'll shoot the plane down. Ooh, World War III. Let's divert our eyes from the $64 billion, $64 billion given to the guy who just shot a Vogue cover yesterday and his wife. Well, why wouldn't he? He's worth $600 million. Why not? Get yourself on Vogue. Put on your nifty T-shirt and pretend that uh, you're a success. Pretend you're a success as you're anything but. You're just a corrupt oligarch, and you should be. I wonder if that's the cover of Vogue. Corrupt oligarchs, you open it up, and Igor Kolomoisky, Nancy Pelosi, all the oligarchs from around the world who have robbed the people for billions of dollars are in there. I wonder. Because uh, I couldn't help but notice what happened today with uh, KJP. Keon Jarrett, we got a French person. This way, if you give her a a real fancy French name, maybe you'll uh, ignore the fact she's a complete blathering moron. If... Walls work in that part of Arizona. Is this the administration trying to get migrants to cross somewhere else, like in Texas? What What is the plan? We are not finishing a wall. We are cleaning up the mess that the prior administration made. We are trying to save lives. This is what is this is what the prior administration left behind that we are now cleaning up. Yeah. Wrong. I mean, does that make sense to, to anybody? Everybody knows what happened. You abandoned the policies. You left the material there. The material that the people had bought. We already bought it. All you had to do was put it up. Nah, busy. Things to do. So now you you take it away and you're cleaning up the mess. No, no, no. The mess is your policies that are destroying every big city. Every big city. Not to mention the massive amounts of Americans who are dying from the fentanyl that the cartels are streaming over. Did you know about the cartels, Squirrel? You know what's going on? Ted Cruz uh, gave us an interesting speech. These wristbands... These colored wristbands just laying on the laying on the ground, hundreds of them. So I just reached down and picked up one. This one's colored white. This one's green. 
This one's yellow. This one is white. These correspond to the thousands of dollars that illegal immigrants owed the cartels. This yellow one in particular is quite small. It's worn by a child. It's not cut. The child's hand, she or he was small enough that their hand slipped out from under this. These are the incidents of human slavery. And Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are responsible for the worst plague of slavery in America since the Civil War. It also is a great indicator. I'm pretty sure in the Dow Jones, the cartels must have a stock because it's a great year to be a drug dealing cartel scumbag under the Biden administration. It's also a great year to be an all around degenerate scumbag, corporatist scumbag who sits there and knows you're going to get money for nothing and the bulk of the, of, of the citizens, in fact, 98% will never benefit from this money. None of them will. And just one more on a separate topic. Um, when President Biden was talking about the Manchin-Schumer deal uh, earlier, he mentioned that there were some similarities there with Build Back Better, but this obviously wasn't a deal that had everything that Democrats initially wanted. Are there pieces of Build Back Better that are not in this new deal that the president plans on actively pursuing going forward? So right now we're going to focus on um, the the deal that's in front of us, the inflation the Inflation Reduction Act. We the president said this. Uh, it is uh, now is the time. We believe now is the time to act. It is historic. Uh, as we know, it is going to, uh, one of the things that we have not discussed, it's going to uh, bring down the cost of uh, pharmaceutical drugs, which is so incredibly important. Oh, I thought Barack Obama did that. I thought Obama did that. I thought he tackled all the problems. I thought it was Obamacare. I remember the sales pitch. I know there will be a lot of discussion today about the politics of all this, about who won and who lost. But that discussion completely misses the point. We all lost. And everything you said you were going to fix, you broke and broke again. And now, once again, i got to listen to these scallywags run on the same problems, the exact same things. But every once in a while, there's a wonderful indicator. I mean a wonderful indicator. The accusation has been you're passing the bills and you don't know what's in it. You're voting and you're passing on talking points, on pressure of your peers. You're not actually reading what's in it. And then it happened. The Speaker of the House, as I call her, the saggy Speaker of the House, I can't feel my face, Pelosi. God, no one hopes you get another facelift. That's not a cleft. Does what we want to do to fight inflation by lowering costs. It's fully paid for. When, when I learned of what was in there. What? When you learned of what was in there. Hey, dummy, your job isn't to get up on the table and shimmy. Your job is to read the bill. Your job is to know the bill. What do you mean when you learned what was That's in there? That's what we want to do to fight inflation by lowering costs. It's fully paid for. When, when I learned of what was in there. You think that these. Oh, God. I'm serious. You, you think that these idiots know what's in the bills? The bills are written by the companies that benefit. That's why the stock market is up. That's why the mortgage companies, they write the damn bills. These idiots are just figureheads. They're lipstick on pig salesmen. All they do is go out and spew talking points. They have no idea. To this day, they passed it yesterday. They still don't know what's in it. Nobody could. It's thousands of pages long. Was just 
transformational. We've never spent this much money, even as much as we had originally. Oh. <laughs> Is she creepy? I'll tell you what. I hope they put on the side of the plane, Nancy's plane. I learned of what was in there was just transformational. We've never spent this much money, even as much as we had originally. We've never invested this much in such an important way, uh, in a public-private way, to have the private sector play its role in this so we get more advantage than is just right there. I found out what the role is. You know how they say the role? The role is a straw man. The private companies are straw men. Who benefits are the government each and every time. Once again, it was a Democrat, Democrat from Ohio, Democrat from Ohio who said, what is the big problem? Why can't we all just get along? After all, Ohio is going to benefit huge. To close, gentleman from Texas is recognized for one minute. Mr. Speaker, I yield two minutes to the gentleman from Ohio. Thank you, lady. That was Maxine Waters. She sounds great, wasn't it? Was that Maxine Waters? I don't know who that was. She sounds terrible. Is there anybody there? What's the the average age of Congress in the Senate? Is it 103? Is there anybody there that can speak in correct sentences? We found somebody. He's a Democrat from Ohio. He's going to tell you how great it is that the rest of the country brings great stuff to Ohio, who was losing people because Ohio, run by Democrats, is a corrupt sewer. September 19th, 1977. Black Monday. It's when all the steel mills closed in Youngstown, Ohio. And we've been waiting since then for a transformational investment into the state of Ohio. And this Now the reason that I want to stop him there. It could not be done in the regular way Democrats do, you know, like the Chicago Democrats, like the New Jersey Democrats. I mean, just pick a Democrat. They uh, alleviate new companies from taxes that existing companies are forced to pay, most of whom shut down and leave. So the investment couldn't come organically, never can, in these Democrat corrupt sewers. It has to come in the form of welfare. So Youngstown, Cincinnati, all of it, just like every other Democrat hellhole, can't bring real money, private money. It has to fraud it. It has to cheat it. It has to steal it. And it needs a straw man to pretend to be a company to stand there while they steal the money to their unions and their other scumbags. This bill is going to allow Intel to come to Ohio and convert a $20 billion deal into a $100 billion deal. 7,000 construction jobs. 3,000. Temp labor. All of it temp labor, all of it paid for by the government. The companies will not be paying for these construction jobs. The government will be money laundering through pretend shills into labor unions. Thousand full-time jobs, average wage, $135,000 a year. Going to transform the industrial Midwest. Boy, this sounds like when the Republicans did it at Foxconn. Sounds just like it. It was going to be fantastic. It was going to change Wisconsin forever. Now I think it's just a huge parking lot. Going to allow us to outcompete China. This is a national security issue. Young people who have been leaving Ohio for generations are going to be able to come back. I dare you. Come back, I dare you. Because those corrupt policies that chased out the regular businesses, they're still there. The taxes that fund these corrupt, clout-filled, oligarch-run hellhole municipalities like the sewer of Chicago, the county of Cook, and the state of Illinois, they're still in Ohio. 
They'll still be there. So move back for your temporary job. I dare you. Because all this was was another welfare payout to another Democrat hellhole. This, this is an unbelievable bill. Yeah, this it is. is the first step towards an industrial policy in the United States of America. Do you know what built the industrial revolution? Yeah, squirrel, you're young. You don't know what did it. It wasn't our government. Not a penny came from our government. It was our businesses, our entrepreneurs, and our consumers that demanded the products. That's what built it. This is a green boondoggle scam payoff scheme to corrupt Democrats. So you get all exercised, Ryan. You get all exercised. Because after all, you roach scumbags are going to get paid off very soon. And it is time for us to quit the politics, stop trying to score political points, Stop putting party over country. No, that's what you're doing. Because your party kills businesses that flee your hellholes, your corrupt hellholes. The only way you could even exist is on welfare, is on charity, is on extortion, is on fraud of uh, the chips and salsa bill. Or is this one going to be the, the, the uh, what is it they call it, the inflation connector? What are they doing? It? The inflation leash? Whatever the hell you're doing, you'll cause more problems and pay off more Democrat mafia. The one that the good peoples flee from. Like your sewer in Ohio that couldn't get a nickel if it wasn't from government welfare. Lay down our arms. My God, if we can't agree on this, what in the hell are we going to agree on? I agree. Your sewers can't exist without our charity and taxpayers like me that you steal from, whether I want to or not. And then let's go to Abrams, who wants to kill the babies and then tells us it's enlightening. Thank God Georgia didn't elect this fat slob with love handles on her neck. I grew up in a family that I grew up in a community that often took an anti-abortion position. But my parents sent me to college. They didn't send me there to learn about abortion. They sent me there to learn about a broader world. And there I met my friend who shared my same religious beliefs. And we shared conversations. And I evolved on this issue because I learned more. See, and you evolve into the intellectual world where killing your baby is somehow a right. Stealing money from people who don't agree with it is somehow virtuous. And funding ghettos of corruption and Democrat hellholes is somehow Societal bliss and a good policy. Welcome to the intellectual infancy of America as we cozy up to European socialism and these demagogue frauds. I almost swore, but I didn't. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. very good friend of mine came in. We were talking about the market. And uh, this is the greatest sell opportunity. Not now. Hold your... you got to be like Macbeth. Or uh, not Macbeth. Uh, Mel Gibson in Braveheart. Remember when they, they're coming and you got to say hold to the very last minute. It's always going to be around fall. It's always going to be after summer. So you're going to want to hold this September. Let's pick a date. Should we pick a date for a collapse? Let's do a day. Uh, September 19th. You want a piece of that action, Squirrel? No? All right, September 19th. Put me down a little office pool. And uh, don't get that confused with the under-over of shots over the weekend, all right? I still, you know, we had a big one last weekend, 65. I want to say we're going to be over 51 this weekend, all right? Uh, but in the meantime, Rich in Indian Head Park. 
Hey, hey, Sean, another uh, another great week. Oh, thank you. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you think that uh, Joe Manchin uh, finally caved in and he's going along with the president? Payoff. And, uh, More money for, for well, his yeah, state but, in bribes. Don't you remember Obamacare, Louisiana Purchase? Remember all that? Go ahead. Right, but the the reason I uh, I read something somewhere that his wife has a government job that Biden appointed her to. You think Biden uh, told him if he doesn't... Uh, Go along with him, uh, she'd lose her job. Well, Rich, I, first of all, he's thousand a year. Oh, it's pe- come on. These people don't even touch their check. That's peanuts to them. That's tipping money. Yeah. You have to understand, right. well, Joe, Joe Manchin lives on a $3 million yacht. That's where he, he lives when he's, he has to pretend he's at Congress. In the meantime, they, they, he's been stealing money since the 80s. Manchin was elected in the 80s. He's another one of these yeah. guys. Right. right. So, I mean, you know, why do you do it? Because you have to bribe, you have to get enough carve out. In this bill, which none of them read, as Nancy Pelosi told you, she just found out what was in it after they passed it. Now, now Joe but Manchin leveraged to know what's going to be in the next one and in all the other ones so he can bring it home to his district, bribe those people who still support him like every other Democrat and remain elected. They've corrupted our system, brother. It's the perfect scam. Yeah, but I, heard he's gonna, I heard it's going to hurt his uh, state. They're going to put a tax on a, more, a bigger tax on coal. He doesn't care. So. You think Joe Manchin care. cares about the state? He cares about well, buying enough votes to be elected. What has he done since the 80s? Look at his state from the time he was elected to now. What has Joe Manchin done? It's like uh, when we send Tea Party guys like, uh, like, like Adam Kinzinger. What has he done? He's been elected for 12 no. years. The only time he, he's not going to get elected is when he exposed himself for who he really is. And then he just retires and has his pack and millions of dollars. The kid never made more than a buck seventy in his life. He's worth $5 million. It's mathematically impossible because he's, he's been bribed to be rich and to vote a certain way. They're paid off eight ways to Tuesday. Companies write these bills that receive the government money. Joe Manchin is set. Don't worry about him. You think he cares about his old lady with a $168,000 job? He spends more than that on gas to drive his boat back and forth. Thank you very much, Mike. All right, Rich. Mike in Union. First off, hey, Sean, catch uh, I'd like to... Apologize to the Willis family before my comment. You know, so I, 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 I actually missed the politics of old, like a George Ryan when they were happy with some walking around money and they got some bribes from, you know, state employees. Yeah. You know, that, that, that used to be enough. You could buy for them for 1500 Yeah, for $1,500, oh, yeah. license to a donkey. Yeah. yeah. Walking around with, a, you know, a lot of cash and he's spreading it around a little bit. But uh, you actually miss those days and uh, it's too bad. And I would like to take September 23rd for the fall. And the uh, the over on the shootings for this weekend in Chicago. Put John. Mike down for the twenty third and the over. Mike, you're covered. Thank you, babe. I Thank you. All right, we went long. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Let's do a little Pritzker. Let's do a little pothole Pritzker. All right. You know we call him pothole. It's a double entendre. Number one, he creates them when he walks, and number two, the ones in Chicago are so big he could take a bath in them. Pothole Pritzker. I think that's the winner for today. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Mm. It's interesting to watch how people get used to this kind of failure. I remember years and years ago when a bill would be half the size, a third of the size. And people would be outraged. They didn't read the bill. You have the speaker, the saggy speaker, though she be, 
admit, uh, you know, I, I learned what's in this. It's absolutely fantabulous. She still doesn't know what's in it. We truly have a, 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 a such a reversal of how this republic is supposed to run. These people are supposed to be there. They're supposed to be going through. They're supposed to be fighting for you. The idea that we let them bastardize the principles. We're kind of getting what we deserve at this point. We really are. When you look at this dimwit in diapers, who, by the way, doesn't blink. You notice that? Never blinks. That's another sign of dementia or some medication for it. He comes out and stares with that thousand-yard stare at the camera, making embarrassing himself and destroying the credibility of the nation, the credibility of our currency. This is exactly who should be sitting there right now. I mean, really. Look at how stupid we are as a people. Look at these politicians we send. Jill Moni. Hi, Sean. Hi, Jill. How are you? Splendid. Um, whatever, whatever happened to Kristen Cinema? You're talking about the Democrat that was supposed to be like Joe Manchin and help us? Yes. Jill, you can't count on a Democrat. You can't count on any politician, number one. They have to be watched and monitored and reviewed and have have some sort of consequence when they when they mess up and, and misrepresent the people. Democrats never do. Republicans seldom do. So if you thought that a Democrat was going to come to the rescue and be financially responsible or stand on some principle, I don't know where she is, but I can tell you where she's going to be in the future in a very expensive vacation house that the people in her district will never be able to afford. What do you think of that? What a shame. It what is. A shame. I was hoping... We had a little hope there. Ah, Jill, don't ever put your faith in Democrats and very few Republicans. And I never believed what Jack said about you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You ever hear that? Jack and Jill went up the hill. Both with a buck and a quarter. Never heard that? It's a great story. All right. Uh, Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Slugger. Thanks for taking my call. <laughs> Anytime. What's up, buddy? Listen, I'll tell you what. There's been something I would tell people all the time. Whatever, you know, whatever your uh persuasion uh, politically is Democrat or Republican. Just vote these people out because they make careers out of it. They get themselves and all their friends rich and everything. There's only a handful of Republicans that are basically on the up and up. All these people, they don't care what's in that bill. They just know that they're going to benefit from Here's it. What's in out this, and all that kind of Here's what's interesting about this bill. You're seeing the culmination of their corruption and power come to the forefront and undeniable. In this bill, all of this nonsense about taxing corporations and all the rest of it. You can't argue the facts with them because there are none in the world of Washington. But it's so wonderful to see as they guarantee their Gestapo wing will be mounted up and they will take the assets, hard-earned assets of citizens through their, their IRS buildup. And that will directly be targeted on Republicans, directly targeted on even honest, the very hand few Democrat who are honest that speak up against the mafia because not a one of these inside trading bastards are ever audited. Did you ever hear of a congressman that has a tax problem or anybody that works in the Congress or the Senate? How could it be? They all live like multimillionaires, all in DuPont mansions, all on yachts. Nobody has a tax problem. Yet show me an honest businessman hanging on by his teeth and nails that doesn't have a tax problem. Show me one. They're never audited. Eighty billion dollars for the Gestapo, and they're going to help. They're going to help Ohio. You got to be an absolute moron to be a Democrat, and you have to be soft to think the Republicans are on your side either. I'm so sick and tired of pretending this is a representative republic. My ass, uh, Ken in Geneva. Wow, well, glad to hear you get worked up there. Great show, but I got a question for you. I've been listening now for years. All right. Uh, 
on the station. Nothing. The conversation's the same. Nothing's changed. What What do you think it's going to finally take? Because talking about it isn't doing a thing. Well, I think you're wrong. You're just not looking at the right data. And I'll tell you what I mean by this. Illinois and other Democrat strongholds, New York, New Jersey, and the rest of them, Ken, you do realize the people that can make sure they get out, the people that cannot make sure their kids get out. So that's the, the, thing, the thing to focus on, Ken, because the reality is what you think you want, you don't want. But what you do, what you do have to understand is, there is there's at least 17 to 19 states that are vehemently pushing back against this. But they're not doing it with the threat of military. They're doing it because those few states, we just don't know it because we have crooked bastards. Those few states, states? the the convention of states, do you ever look at their site? Do you ever listen to the people? Yeah, I I I belong to it. I adamantly agree with it. And I wholeheartedly agree the Federal Reserve is a crime syndicate and it's against the Constitution. It's a corporate America with a... I go back and forth, right? So I, I, I go back and forth. Just the general feel of society in in Illinois versus Florida. Just the the general optimism of the people, the look on their face, they it's 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 night and day. Night and day. And the reason is we know that at this stage of the game when JB Pritzker can be in the lead in the polls, there's no it's helpless, it, it's hopeless. But you can position yourself or your kids to not be subjects to this corruption. The problem is this is going to be a long four years, Ken, but that's what we knew. We knew it was going to be a long four years. But let me give you a little uh, indication of what I'm talking about. I found this to be staggering. The governor says he is signing an executive order to ensure that that opioid settlement money uh, goes exactly where it should go. Now, why does he have to sign an executive order? To ensure that the opioid money goes exactly where it should go. Why would he have to sign an executive order? Because the system itself is corrupted. And all money goes into the general fund. And these pimps and whores party like Ukrainian lobbyists. That's why. This is part of a $26 billion national settlement from pharmaceutical companies who were sued for their role in causing the opioid crisis. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why wasn't the FDA sued? Why wasn't the government agencies that said Oxycontin was like aspirin? Why weren't they sued? Because those people who make up that bureaucracy are enriched and bribed from the pharmaceutical companies. And you destroy millions of families. Now listen, here's my favorite part. Who gets the money? Illinois is getting $760 million of that over 18 years. State officials say the money is going. What a great scam. 78 million, what was it, 18 years? It's not even. 30 million a year from the pharmaceutical companies. Does it go to the families whose lives were forever changed? No. It goes to another, another government bureaucracy so that they can spend money. Well, let's see how they're going to spend the money going to programs across the state that are working on addiction prevention and hold on addiction prevention half of the state is selling pot it's your big money maker you stupid son of a dog well now we're gonna we're gonna care about you here it's like when you go to the casinos don't forget the gamblers anonymous you know when you gamble away your daughter's wedding money and your mortgage money and your wife's uh uh birthday present money don't forget gamblers anonymous and by the way 
Bent Rivers, you stupid son of a gun. Recovery in counties and cities with the most urgent need. The pain and devastation caused by the opioid crisis and opioid addiction in is how the government steals your money. All that pain you feel, all the kids that die from teenagers to 50-year-olds, all of them who die, all those families, all those kids that are abandoned, the government makes money on it. And what are they going to do? They're going to give it to more of their bureaucracy. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. How are those, uh, how's the fentanyl tests? And, uh, what's that other stuff that they treat it with? Nikon? What is it called? How the hell do I? Narcan. Narcan in the Chicago Public <laughs> Library. That's awesome. Finally found some use for that. You can see these Democrat morons aren't reading anything, that's for sure. And I think, didn't we just have a couple of Democrats that, that logged on to Facebook? First of all, you Democrat scum. I'm not on Facebook. The show is. I don't read it. I don't care about it. The kids tell me, though. And it's funny how you keep thinking you're so enlightened and you're so smart. You can't live without welfare. You can't live without taking money from others. You're bust-outs and scumbags and lowlifes. Go get high now. And don't forget the Bet Rivers. Idiot. Rob, Ukraine Village. Yeah, I had to call in since you mentioned the dispensaries before the break there. You know, that's part of the plan. They want to keep everybody stoned and stupid. They add the dispensaries. They make everybody think that drug use is normal so that people don't think it's weird when the city has to offer fentanyl test kits and telling you to use your hard drugs in groups. Scum of the earth. And here's the other thing. I, I, I believe you should do what you want, but you have to pay the consequences. These roaches then go into a treatment system where they're bribed to pretend they go for treatment. Everybody's uh, Obamacare pays tens of millions of dollars per, per drug addict. At the time, they, they can go in as many times as they want. It's a money laundering scheme. Then they come back out, their society's problems, Section 8, welfare, and the rest of it. It is a revolving door of roaches, and that's called the Democrat base. Sickening. Uh, Bill in Warrenville. Yeah, you started out the show today talking about how the uh, Democrats don't read the bills. Uh, One of my favorite ones, Lauren Underwood, Congressman, (laughs) Illinois 14th District. She uh, repeatedly sends me these emails of all the things that she's done, like how she's trying to lower the, uh, the cost of health care. She was one of the facilitators of the damn Obamacare. I'm sorry. Well, no, uh, no, no. She was too young. Language. She was too young. Yeah. She just supported it. But here's what you have to keep in mind. Go back 40 years. Pick a Democrat scumbag who was indicted and grab one of their policies. It's the same thing. The name is different. My favorite part about Lauren Underwood is this. I don't have to go back that far. She yeah. claims that she's trying to lower drug prices, oh. uh, prescription drugs like insulin. You know, my insulin, I watched it, uh, as my insulin went from $25 a bottle to over $120 a bottle under Obamacare. Yeah. I, Obamacare. I have another thing. There's... It, there's another way to control diabetes. Isn't there a big part of diabetes because so many Americans are o- obese? Well, I got it when I was 11 years old. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not suggesting that you're a fat guy. You sound very I slender. Get, I, don't, I don't get the shake that one off. But, no, uh, you know, it's... But my point is, there is... There is, is what trying is trying to create new laws, okay? 
she's pr- promising, oh, they're going to crack down on the assault weapons. Yeah. Well, part of that bill, she's so proud of it. It outlaws having guns for people convicted of de- domestic violence. Bill, and I agree. It's outlaw straw sales. This has been illegal for 15, 20 years. <laughs> I know it and, is. And they have to pass the law again. Come on, Bill. Only in Illinois could somebody who didn't have a driver's license from Illinois and really didn't live there, said she lived with her mommy, and said she was a nurse. She wasn't a nurse. Only could that be elected, and it probably has a very good chance of winning. But there is a diabetes, right? You, if you're too fat, you get it? I'm pretty sure there is. I'm not sure. Kevin, Austin, Texas, diabetes. you know about that fat diabetes? What is it? That's type 2 diabetes. That's the, why don't they just type call it one, Pritzker so everybody knows what it is? What's that? <laughs> I said type two is yes, it's 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 uh, self induced diabetes. So now now society has to pay for their insulin. I mean, I didn't sell them the cookies. I didn't make all the money as they shoved it in their pie hole. Yet I got to pay for the insulin. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, you mentioned earlier that you know how can people? Uh, where there are so many people that approve of pressure. You're right. It's forty seven percent in the most recent poll, and you said it was it's hopeless. I don't think it's hopeless. That means that fifty three percent of people don't like Pritzker. And the guy who called from Ukrainian village, that's a good sign to me because that's somebody who lives in the city. If people within the city 10% flip from Democrat to Republican and you get independence to do that, Bailey can win. So if there's ever a time he does. can win, he could probably I didn't say it's impossible. I said unlikely. Seats. I did yeah, not No, no, it's unlikely. It's, gonna be, it's an uphill battle. It's going to take work. It's going to take effort. But I would love it if people had, you know those signs, these uh, the buses they have, like the drive stuff like that. Yeah. I would love it if a bunch of people got involved when all the overpasses on 290 in the expressway yeah. going in and out. Yeah. Just uh, don't bring your money with you because you're going to get robbed like or shot or stabbed. No, no, I love it. I think it's great, but I love the optimism. See, Kevin's full of optimism. Bailey and the... Listen to me, brother. It's the mafia, La Cosa Nostra. They don't care about anything but keeping the scam alive. Pritzker's just some fat Beanbag sitting in the position. They need the Democrat mafia in charge. The names are fungible. Good people, in my opinion, in Illinois, they don't win. They move. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. think of the Illinois GOP, I think of the cohorts in corruption, the kind of scum who have their siblings as lobbyists, hide video poker machines in their spouse's name, you know, the upper echelon of the Illinois GOP, the feckless cohorts of the destruction of a once great state and a once great city and county and the rest of it, the morons who go after Ken Griffin's sea of gold. So they can intimidate politicians with principle. What was that narrow-shouldered, pencil-necked geek lawyer's name? What was his name? Stephen Bolton. Whatever happened to that scumbag? Hopefully he won't be at this event. Let's find out. One of my favorite Illinois GOP people ever, Christine Shanahan McGovern. She is a Republican running for Illinois State Senate in the 18th District. She is 
as optimistic as Don Quixote. Christine, how are you? I am doing well. How are you? Good. Do you have a new poll? Have more good people moved in? Have scumbags moved out? What exactly is the plan of how you're going to beat the welfare roaches of Illinois? Well, there is a plan, and it's it's being connected with the people. You know, I, I was just this morning, I was at um, the meet and greet over at the 22nd Police District with Commander Joyce, and there were some people from the community there, and listening to what the police officers thoughts are and hearing my thoughts you know it was it was a good morning and just to have the opportunity for people to know who I am I mean you know me I'm a person who says it how it is you know what you're getting with me you know what my beliefs are you know what my thoughts are Mm -hmm. and there won't be any surprises and and I can say that the two people that are running three people that are running in my district Herb who's running for the 35th David Shepard the 36th and Keith Peacow in the 6th all of us are very, very aligned in our thoughts. Uh, Herb is retired police. David's a, a, the police chief in Robbins. And Keith is um, the mayor of Orland and military, ex-military. Well, so you we know, always, always the, the people who believe in principles and law and the idea that uh, the citizens are to be protected from the predators, they're normally wonderful, wonderful people and honest people. But can you... See, here's the problem I have with the system. If I want to give a donation to these specific individuals. Can I do that in Illinois or does it have to go through the money laundering scheme that's controlled by the guy whose siblings are lobbyists and the other dimwit whose wife is a video parlor uh, queen? How can it? Oh no, I take direct donations on my website. Um, and a lot of the candidates do. We're all our separate entities, per oh, se, okay. um, and, and we control where our money is being spent and what we're doing with it. Um, you know, we talked about it before. My opponent has a larger, great, large amount of funds in his uh, campaign. Well, your opponent's a Democrat, but, right? Yes, but oh. I have the drive, and I'm making the connection with the people, and I am working my butt off well, I love there. that. Um, Yes, letting people know what I stand for. And I'm not I'm not afraid to say I'm pro-life. I'm pro-life. I'm not afraid to say I'm pro-police. I'm pro-police. You know, there are so many concepts that pe- you have to know where people stand. I agree. Um, so yes. let me let me let me ask you this. Ken Griffin gave the uh the fraud from Aurora. How many millions and millions of dollars? Isn't it ridiculous? Like 50 million dollars, right? 25 million what, what are you giving? Uh, yes. Million. There was a what? large amount from large what amount. I'm told. Yes. What happened to the money that he didn't spend? I don't know, to be honest with you. I know huh. I did not get any money. Wait, it got um, quiet again, right away, though, didn't it? Right after he, <laughs> right after Bailey won. What happened to the rest of the money? Shh. I don't Shh. know. But, yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's comical when you think about it. And, um, you know, I just want to reiterate, there are some really, really good candidates, real people that are running. And um, we, we want the best for us, for our neighbors, for our families. We want to make a difference. And, and again, none of us are afraid of calling out. Like I just called out my opponent because him and uh, our, the, one of the state reps came out with a, a bill for um, the Chicago Police Department to cancel the day off policy. And, and I did a little press release and I'm like, well, where the hell have you been the last two years? And oh, please. It's the, and, election and year out, tricks. You know yeah. that. You yes. know that. So now what's going on now? Your district. Are you not the district that's in the where the two cops beat the kid who had the gun? The kid had a gun. Yes. Yes. Is that, that your is district? Did you see it the is. mother with the $700 Gucci glasses? Did you see it all? 
Oh, I, how I dare see, you I've punch my... Things, yeah. You know how many shellackings I took from Melrose Park cops because I told them, leave me to hell alone, let alone have a gun? The kid had a gun. And the and side of the that... media is on the side of the of the scoundrel, the 16-year-old punk with a gun? And and that's what my point has always been. And, and substituting in CPS and doing a lot of the incentive schools, which are schools where a lot of teachers don't want to be at, um, you know, because of the crime or, or the possibility of danger in and in and with out around the boundaries of the schools um you know you you are never told the whole truth and my question is you know why why did that kid have a gun and and you know like the whole whole issue i don't really bring want to bring up abortion because it's a tough situation tough yeah how about you just stop killing the baby whether they're in your belly or on the sidewalk what do you say can we have one policy and, you know, my, my question is, and my thought is, why are people not more upset when that young girl was pregnant than that she had to go to another state to get an abortion? Who got her pregnant? Why aren't people up in arms about that? You know, in the that year 2022, uh, have these imbeciles, imbeciles figured out how you get pregnant? Or are we still pretending it's 1910? And nobody wants to have the conversation of what maybe you could do to stop even getting pregnant. I'm so sick of the morons in society bringing down everybody, costing massive amounts of money. And I'm really sick and tired of the idea that a governor of Illinois has to sign an executive order so that the state that is reaping the reward of of the citizens dying and the money doesn't get stolen by the rest of the the state politicians. Don't you think this is something that should be addressed by maybe people running for office? Yes. And also what uh, our very intelligent mayor just did, I'm obviously saying that with sarcasm, she wants to, you know, have a a special ordinance or or however she she worded it so that people who come to Illinois are protected because, after all, Brickster wants to make Illinois the abortion haven of the Midwest. Well, maybe we can do it out of the libraries. I mean, right now we're giving yes. away fentanyl tests and uh, and and Narcan. Is that how you say the drug, Honey Bunny? What's the drug called? Narcan. 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 Yeah. I mean, they finally found a use for the for the for the libraries. It's obvious these Democrats aren't reading a damn thing. So, uh, right. you know, make them little hotels for the for the people. You know, that's the only way you're going to get travel here. I think the slogan of Illinois should be "Come here, we'll kill your kid in the belly or outside." What do you think? Uh, you know, you know what? If the end of a heartbeat defines death, then the beginning of a heartbeat should define life, and that's been my position from from the very start. Um, um, you radical! You know, it, I know it's horrible, isn't it? So the Stephanie Trussell is going to be at this event, right, tomorrow? Yes, Stephanie is. Um, Stephanie Trussell is the only one I know. Baby. You and her. Um, well, you know what? Are you in town or no? Uh, I am, but I'm leaving. What, oh, what, where, okay. When is it? Where is it at? Tell everybody. So it's tomorrow, July 30th, at the Doubletree Hilton in Elsip. So it's, oh, um, I don't go to Elsip anyway. West. I'm from Morrow's <laughs> nice Park. Place. I don't go south of Roosevelt <laughs> Road unless I'm kidnapped um, or in a plane. Then I will. So this is uh, the address is 5000 West 127th Street in Elsip? Correct. And there's free hors d'oeuvres, um, and the hotel always gives a, a nice display of food with a cash bar. So are all and, of these you know, people going to be there? Darren Bailey, Stephanie Trussell, yep. Dan yep. Bradley, Kathy Selvey, uh, Keith mm-hmm. Pico. And uh, is who's Tom DeVore? Is that the guy that sued his mother-in-law? Uh, Tom, his mother-in-law sued him. Oh, his mother-in-law um, sued Tom him. Tom DeVore is um, the, the man that won uh, the primary for uh, Attorney General. All right, and who's Tom Lynch? 
Uh, Tom Lynch is running for Congress in the second. All right. Uh, Jerry Coleman is running for state rep. Dave Shepard and, and Herb Herbine, who I said, are, are in my district, the 18th for 35th and 36th. Keith Peacow is Congress the 6th. I've met Keith. Uh, I think I've met Keith. I might be. Keith's an, an ex-policeman, right? Uh, ex-military. No? Ex-military. Yeah, he's the mayor yeah. of uh, Orland, and he is the man who really started the initiative to keep your businesses open, kind of how I got started. Yeah, I, I, I know I met him. I know I met him. But um, the, the, good. He's a good man. All right, and Kathy Selvey, she is the lawyer and the wife of the oligarch uh, Republican Selvey. Um, she, does she stand a chance? How's her, her district look? Or no, she's running uh, for well, Senate. Well, she's statewide. Yes, she's statewide. And Dan Brady is running for Secretary of State. Very, very good man. Um, and, you know, this is, this is a, a more of a, a grassroots. This is the first time in Chicago that we've had statewide, you know, this kind of what about Ken Griffin's money? Anybody going to be there with that money? Because he gave fifty million. I looked it up when we were talking. Fifty million, and you think Richard Irvin spent all fifty, or do you think he's off with the pot smoking drug addict girlfriend rubbing her feet? What do you think? I have no idea. To oh, be honest look with at you. you're but already a say, politician. Hey, that was smart. No, no, you avoided no. that pothole. I will definitely. You know, we we do need money, but you know what's more important and what's more valuable? Time is the most valuable asset that anyone has, and and. You know, I can say, especially Herb, David, myself, we are out there. And plus, there's other candidates, you know, uh, Stacey Kegel, she's out, you know, on the West. Philip, Philip Fag- uh, Nagel, he's running, too. Two very, very strong candidates that are out there with their time pushing, pushing the, the topics that are important to you and I, to us normal people that, you know, and that's what's going to make a difference. Yeah. By normal, you mean people and, that don't want to kill their own babies or support drug addicts and scumbags? Yeah. All right. I'll go with that. Well, by normal. First time I've been called normal. Yeah. People, you know, criminals belong in jail. And uh, we're taxing our businesses so that they're leaving. I stopped at a few businesses yesterday and he was a Democrat and I started telling him about my positions. He said, you know what? I'm going to vote the person not the party. That's wonderful. And now that we're, yes, now that we're past the primary, uh, you know, I, I do have a, a, a tendency to kind of say the Democrats are all freaking morons. Um, and majority of them are in legislature, you know, because they are. You got to break it are... up because the 50 percent of them are predators on the morons. Yes. And those predators yes. are smart son of a guns. Those predators. Yes. Think about this. 60 percent. Of all commercial real estate in Chicago, used Mike Madigan's law firm. Now, is that 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 that's not stupid? How else could you get sixty percent? You know the money that law firm made. Why? Yes. That's not that's not stupid. That's brilliant. Right. He was able right. to woo complacency for that kind of mafia, and his yes. neighbors still would vote for him. They still love him because how he built a, a structure of corruption. Between the employees that needed the clout, and that's how you normalize uh, the mindset of slavery. But moreover, you normalize corruption, where one party has been in charge of a once great city for 100 years, and it doesn't matter, they're going to be in charge for another 100 years. Now, hopefully that hasn't spread through the state, and that's where you know elections like this come in. So I'm hoping for very, very good things, but I'm also very familiar with those guys who will look at you, yeah, I believe in principles just like you. And when they go in there, they vote for that mystical, magical pension in the clout mafia. Those are the well, scumbags. 
You know, I'm going to comment on that. And I think I've mentioned that before when I was gathering petitions a, a couple months ago that I was asking for, for signatures and they said that they couldn't because they were afraid to sign the, the Republican petition. And um, I did call them out on it. And now, you know, I did a post that said, especially towards the Democrats, you know, the Republican Party holds the key to our economic freedom and our safety. Our streets are not safe. You know, oh, we can geez. we can break we can break free from this liberal lunacy. It's not liberal. Um, I'm liberal. What they are are are, are, are Marxist mafia, and that's how we got to refer yeah. to them. Don't give them the virtue of calling them liberal. They're anything but. You're living in two and a half years. They've shut down everything from your mobility to your businesses. They're anything but but liberal. And the reality is, when you call for law and order, this 16 year old kid got a blessing. He caught a couple of a jabs to the face, and his mommy and her $700 glasses is suing, and everybody, it's racism and the rest of it. See, that's when you start to realize the only neighborhoods that are safe are the ones that are going to not call the police. You try something in a neighborhood full of guys that think the way I do, you'll be calling the police. And that's the way it's going to have to get, because this is the corruption of a society. This is where the victim is really the perpetrator, and he gets the virtue of victim. And that's what you're seeing with that 16-year-old punk who had a gun in his little man purse. Did you see that little skinny roach with his man purse? That's where he had the gun. They pulled it out and they showed it to you. Yet nobody is going to mention that. And this kid's going to get a check at the end of the day. Believe me when I tell you. And until that society wants to be protected and wants perpetrators in jail, it's going to get what it deserves. You could call it Chicago, you could call it Cook County, and you could call it Illinois. I'm hoping this election changes things, but that's the trajectory of this sewer. And that, that's very, very true. And it's, I always say it starts with the kids. You know, this whole, and I don't mean to get on a tangent, but this whole gender identity BS yeah. and, and the CRT is just causing division, confusing the kids. Mental illness is on the rise. You know, I, I have friends whose children have killed themselves. And that is extremely, extremely, extremely depression. Depression and suicide always goes up when the Democrats in charge. I want you to run on this. Just just give it an idea. What this state needs is scum control, not gun control. Try that. I think it would be too good. And then we'll talk about how you put that post tonight. Put it up. (laughs) And, and, And then we'll talk about how I have to reason with you so you don't kill your own baby, you wretched souls. 312-642-5600. I wish you the best of luck. What do you want? Can I say something else? You really can do quick? whatever you want. I went to the, oh, thank you. I went to the Naperville um, meeting a couple of weeks ago, and they're trying to remove their guns. Yeah, I from, saw. <laughs> and I went there yeah. because I had to listen to these people. Yeah. It was it was as bad as when I went to Melrose Park when they women were crying that they were afraid of the back the blue flag. I I, I cannot believe the weak world that we are living that in. Happened in park? Don't have a moral that happened in Morrow's Park? That happened in Morrow's Park? You know yeah. why? All the good people moved out. And the scumbags that sat there and voted for their pension, you get what you deserve. And I know, yeah. I, went, I grew up with half of them. Believe me, I understand. Christine yeah. Shanahan King, McGovern. I'm so sorry. One more thing. Oh, my this word. Is divinely de- this is divinely led. I believe in God, and we all need God in our life to make a difference. And, and he's the one who's going to guide us and get these idiots out oh. to get new people in with fresh ideas and, and common sense. Yeah. When you're on my show, call him Odin. Thank you very much. 312-642-5600. <laughs> Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560.
The Answer. AM560. The Answer. McGovern for IllinoisSenate.com. M-C-G-O-V-E-R-N for Senate.com. Illinois Senate. Illinois Senate. She should be running for senator. Trish in her car. I love this question. Yes, you said that you're liberal, and I just wanted to know. I know there's a different definition than we all think. But there shouldn't be, right? This is the problem. We allow okay. we allow tyrants and, and, and scam artists to change the definition of words that are very clear. I do not want to force anyone to do anything. I do not have one policy steeped in force. Not one. I am an absolute and total American liberty and freedom citizen. I embrace the enlightenment, the the principles of this country. I would never force a Democrat, his money away, him to fund something he disagreed with. Never. I want the promise, the covenant between a country that recognizes and is built on the enlightenment and the citizen. But the idea that we are now in this fascism, it reminds you how diabolical collectivists and totalitarians are. They wave a flag of liberalism, yet act as fascists, and you're living through it now more than ever. Show me a Democrat that doesn't support a policy that isn't steeped in force. Every policy they have is force. Every single policy. I have not one of force. Not one. You want to be a drug addict scumbag? Go do it. I'm not paying for jack. I don't care if you get treatment. I don't care if you lose your house. I don't care whatever. Go about your merry way. Die in a, cor- in a corner the way you should. But the idea that I have to treat him like a kid, get the hell out of here. But that's, that's the virtue of socialism, right? They tell you they're going to take care of everybody. Yet all they build throughout time is ghettos, poverty, and hopelessness. That's why I'm well, What's the difference? Is there a difference between that and libertarianism? Yes. Well... Libertarianism has been bastardized, right? Because they they run under one flag of of uh, drugs for everybody and all that. I'm I'm not. I don't. That's not my policy. Drugs for everybody. Do I think that the government should be a, a corporatist monopolist? No. And that's what they've been, right? So they work hand in glove. And do I think that marijuana should be illegal or anything? My answer to you is no. I don't think the government should set those standards. But they certainly shouldn't pay for those consequences, right? Right. And here's the other thing. The reason I feel this isn't because I have an ideology. It's because of proof. If you tell human beings they cannot do something, only the most dangerous among them will specialize in that. Right. So the minute you tell somebody you cannot do drugs, what happens? More people do drugs. You haven't been able to do drugs in this country forever. We've had a war on drugs. How's it going? We're 50 years of absolute unmitigated (laughs) failure. Right. So yeah. you want to take the power out of the street gangs, legalize everything. Go buy your fentanyl right on, in Walgreens. Just have, a, have it in a neighborhood that supports that kind of skullduggery and keep it out of mine. What do you All think? Right. All right. Thanks. Thank you. See? Thank you. I can explain this. Uh, did I go along with her? I think it was fun. I wanted to now tie in how the principles of the real Third Reich, the National Socialist Worker Parties, and the policies that they uh, exhibited are all laid out in this new spending bill. I ah, will do that when we get back. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I am uh, very excited, too, about the 605. I've got my guy, Dr. Jerome Corsi. The book is out Highly recommend you go get it. You're going to love that interview. In the meantime, let's go to some of my callers here. Drago, 
Lakeshore Drive, you Sean, handsome devil. How are you? Just asking. This Sean, this uh, Tom Bradley guy, uh-huh. who's going to be attending the event your guest was promoting, wasn't he a chairman of Illinois GOP at one point? Who endorsed Sean Caston over Jeannie Ice? Boy, it's a scandal if that happened. And uh, I'm going to flex my ignorance and tell you, I don't know, but I'm going to look into it. And uh, I guarantee if, you. if that's the and case, if, if that's the, the case, then. Check him off the list. Check, but let's make sure it's the case, right? I don't want to slander the guy if he didn't do it. But if he did, do it, that's why I always ask Drago, and that's why when I had uh, uh, Christine on, I always ask. I don't want to give a nickel to anybody I disagree with. Not a nickel, right? That's the reason I'm asking. I'm almost certain that's the guy. Well, well, let's clarify, and what we'll do too is we'll send, we'll extend him an invitation to come on because if if he did that, I want to heckle him. Well, you're friends with Jeannie Ives. I know from her. I love Jeannie Ives. Jeannie Ives, you know, do you know, Drago, I have an old car because I refuse to buy anything new in Illinois, and I still have her name on the back of my car when she was challenging seven-foot-of-stupid Bruce Rauner. And uh, well, that's when I made my decision of what the people of Illinois were because those were Illinois Republicans who picked that seven-foot moron over somebody that could have forever changed the trajectory right. from a from a dirt drive into a, a skyrocketing state. Thank you, Drago. I appreciate you hanging on, brother. I got one more one more thing to say. Whatever you need. You keep saying about the mafia, you know, the problem is we have a stupid voting pool in Illinois. Yeah, no kidding. Which is more which is more uh, troublesome than than the mafia. Drago, you're exactly right. You're exactly right, brother. But when you look at the news tonight. When you look at the chaos, when you drive through the streets, tell me these people don't get what they deserve. Um, yeah. I'm glad for it. Yeah, but that's why you got to protect Drago and his family, the good people of Illinois. Thank you for the call. Greg LaGrange. Hey, how you doing? Good, brother. How are you? A couple things <clears throat> a couple things, real quickly. I mean, when they – these the, the people that oppose us use our language, but they use their dictionary. Don't <laughs> ever like confuse that. liberalism. Don't ever confuse liberalism. With them. Well, that's why Liberals I keep taking it away from them. Like us. That's why I keep yeah, taking it away from liberals. them. Yeah. Yeah. We're classical liberals. We believe in civil rights, property, religion, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, laissez faire capitalism, small, true equality. Small what they want is what they the want is a favoritism that benefits their minorities, that, that benefits, and when I say minorities, I mean individuals. They're small little groups, and they want that as a weapon against us, whether they be drug addicts, whether they be homeless, whether they be poor, whatever the case is. It's always how virtuous they are and how they must extort the rest of society. I say poppycock. Everybody's the same. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what gender you are. I don't care what your proclivities are. Get in the game, and let's all play. In the meantime, don't tell me how great or how difficult your problem is that you got to take away from my table. That's not, I'm not buying. Uh, Sean, one other thing. The original reason I called is, is the Federal Reserve still requiring 0% on reserve requirements? What you're talking because about is that you after— You want to talk yeah. about inflate, You want to talk fractional banking? You want to talk about creating inflation. If you don't have to keep any money— Anywhere at the Federal Reserve as a commercial bank, it's set up you're to loaning be, out money left and right. It's set up There's to be frauded, though. Right there. You know that there are no banks the way that there used to be. There's, what, eight 
banks that control everything. You know, when we were kids, what? there were thousands. And then it got down to hundreds. And then they used the collapse to culminate their power, right? The two stupid son of a dogs, Chris Dodd and Barney Frank. You got to love the story of Barney Frank. I mean, he's the best. Running a, 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 a homosexual whorehouse out of his house. And it <laughs> he got elected three times afterwards. But anyway, they had Citibank. They had Wall Street. They had Goldman Sachs right the Dodd-Frank bill, culminating power, taking fractional lending, which was already a scam at 10%, bringing it down to 1% if you were attached to another bank, a liaison. So these banks here have no money in them. The banks that you see you drive by, there's no money. It's all a, They're all mortgage brokers, and they're all uh, uh, debt lenders. They're, they're, they're not banks in the classic sense, and the American public okay. is too stupid to figure it out. And that's how you look at what happened after Dodd-Frank to now in just the debt, the explosion of debt, and the lack of of, uh, oversight over the Federal Reserve System. It's unbelievable. And that bill was supposed to help them. That was supposed to help the American people. That bill was the nail in the coffin. Do you really, I mean, you realize I'm I'm asking you a question. It's rhetorical. If if Federal Deposit Insurance Company, you know, where they they say, we'll back you up, they couldn't back up. (laughs) A, a large metropolitan city. It shows That's you, how though, much... how a bureaucracy can become completely obsolete and useless, and it grows. It's still growing. They can't possibly. You're oh, exactly right. There is no insurance. They can't possibly cover it. They're just going to give you more nonsense. Because we went away from the days of principles when grandfathers in every house, regardless of income, poor people, knew principles. Now, take a look at the news tonight. Tell me if poor people know principles. Thank you very much, brother. I appreciate the call. And what are the kind of scoundrels we're running against? The kinds that will lie to your face. I like this lady a lot because she looks like Nick Nolte transgendering. Her name is Garcia. She's a Texas congresswoman with a thick neck. Oh, boy. Yeah, like a linebacker. The only difference is she couldn't do a push-up if you held a 38 to her head. Speaking of that. Time has expired. Gentleman yields back. Gentleman from Ohio reserves. Gentleman from New York is recognized. Mr. Speaker, I now yield one minute. To a member of the Judiciary Committee, the distinguished gentlelady from Texas, Ms. Garcia. Ms. Garcia is recognized for one minute. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I rise in support of reinstating the assault weapons ban. This bill would put military-grade assault weapons out of circulation for civilians. For me, the choice between banning assault weapons and protecting young, innocent children is a no-brainer. I put children above guns. Really, Sylvia? Do you put children above gu- guns, Sylvia Garcia, in Texas? You thick Come on, nice man. Wait, do you, I just want you to pull up a picture of her. Nick Nolte transgendering. And that's an insult to Nick. Mr. Speaker, I rise with outrage. She's got something in her mouth, too, doesn't she? Sounds like she's chewing something. Her and Nancy Pelosi always sound like they got gum shoved in their mouth. Maybe it's those old lady candies, the nips. They got the nips in there. You know how many relatives I had to stop off and buy nips for? All right. Sylvia, start over with your nip in your mouth. Mr. Speaker, I rise with outrage at the recent cruel attack on women's reproductive rights. Through a leak, we have learned about the Supreme Court draft opinion that would terrifyingly overturn Roe v. Wade if finalized. What about the kids, though? What about the kids over guns? You don't, you don't mind if they're motzed, if they're murdered, if they're dismembered in the belly, though? For that, you're okay, huh, Sylvia? You dimwit. Of course, that's how you believe that those are calories, and sugar doesn't matter. And that's how you got a neck that I can't fit a hula hoop around. This is shocking. You see, 
I know what happens when Republicans strip reproductive rights away from women. I've seen it in my home state of Texas. Man, oh man, how happy is your husband that you're out of the house every day? Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Tina, you fat lard, come get some dinner. Call Sean now. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. AM five sixty. The answer. I always like when uh, I do a live read, and I just, the vast majority are people I know. Randy Donnelly, David Hochberg, and now Tom Fortino. And one of the listeners says, hey, what was that number? You're going to call my buddy Tom Fortino at Alpha Wealth Group, 630-934-1855, Annette. He is, there's nobody, I'm telling you, the kid, it's all he does. It's all he does is study how to retire and protect yourself from the fourth rank. 630-934-1855. That one's for Annette. Now let's go to Jerry in Chicago. Hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my call, buddy. Jerry, now, now you're not you're not my my uh, my friend Vito's brother, Jerry. Are you? No, sir. All right, good. No, sir. All right, no, I like him too. Okay. He's a very good guy. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Uh, what's with this uh, Republican Party? Uh, I thought they were against spending, <laughs> but within the last seventy-two hours, they just gave the Democrats seven hundred and twenty billion dollars. Now. 24 of these candy asses voted for that chips bill from the House, and 16 of them voted from the Senate. 17. 17. Okay. Now, what kind of a leader is Kevin McCarthy, and where's the whip, uh, Scalise? I thought they were all supposed to uh, bound together. Jerry, did you not hear my opening yesterday? I went crazy on this. And now here's another interesting interesting stack. you got to listen. You can go to... You can go and find it on Amazon and all the rest of it. Jerry, you loved yesterday's I show. Ch- I didn't get a chance to hear it yesterday. I'm right. sorry. Bro. No, no, no. Don't be silly. It's fine. But here's something no, you but, should but, know. We... Nancy Pelosi now, today, is all excited because after they hit 218, then a bunch of Republicans said, yeah, me too, me too, me too. Because what happens is when the money goes out, the yes votes get priority. So they all jump on board. This is, it, it's like uh, carving it up at the Ravens Club. Where all the capos come in and say, I was with you, John. And they all carve up the money. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what you're looking at. All right? But this this is the party that we're supposed to give our votes to no. and give our donations to. These are the pe- these are these are the people that we're supposed to get behind. Not one that and that's why I'm gonna give you a little recap. Not five cents to the GOP. Not five cents. You do a handful of good guys, guys who said no yep. to this. And there are a lot of them. Take a look at it, Jer. Listen to the show. You can get it out. You can even do it at Alexa, right? We're on Amazon, everything. On Audible. You can get it everywhere, Jer. Thank you very much, brother. Uh, Teresa, Gold Coast. Hey, Sean. Uh, Listening to your interview with Christine McGovern, first of all, I don't believe in abortion. To me, it's murder. And um, But that being said, I wish women would realize that they have the power to control their own bodies and i'm talking to <laughs> in women the beginning. especially no especially who aren't married i'm i'm saying respect yourself because think before you act and realize that your choices may end up in a pregnancy and there's no guarantee the man will be around 
No, not only that, so there's like he, 50 ways to stop it, right? They got the Frisbee thing. They got the shot in the arm. They got the old-fashioned that you buy on the shelf. Of course, some of us need the larger ones. Yeah, you know, the rest of it. Yeah. Come on. It's yeah. not 1903, for God's sakes. I'm so sick of, of having the morons in society drink, bring down and drag down the rest of us. Seriously. I mean, look at right. how many losers, how many unfit, how many drug addicts, how many un- you're, yes. you're wrecking everything. It is, this all started yeah. when I was in school. They used to make the stupid kids go to another classroom. Let them color. Let them throw things at the wall. Stop dragging down society. Stop pretending they're normal. They're not. Thank you, Teresa. What about Jim in South Elgin? I can't take him. I like Jim in South Elgin. Jim! I went long. It's Teresa's fault. What about the Frisbee? 312-642-5... Oh, I got Jerome Corsi. Fastest show. You better pay attention. We only got an hour left. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me. Weekly interviews with Dr. Jerome Corsi, who is the author of the new book and many, many books that I highly recommend you get. But his new book is a game changer. It is The Truth About Energy, Global Warming, and Climate Change. Dr. Jerome, thank you so much for making time for me. How are you? Uh, Sean, it's a great pleasure. I'm happy to be back with you. Thank you. So I wanted to tell you, I've been thinking about you throughout the week. I've had on more and more scientists who are on on our side of finding the truth and exposing the cabal of corruption, the government uh, information when it comes to energy, when it comes to climate change, when it comes when it comes to really propaganda in the name of science, and I think that is really what we're exposing. I love the fact that you named your book the truth, and um, I want to talk a little bit more about Chapter Six, Climate Gate. The reality is, this is steeped in scandal. This is a scandal since forever since Al Gore and Tipper were making awkward kisses on stage. This is a an issue where the information we're getting is skewed, frauded, and built upon lies in, in, in the form of their scale. Is that not true? That's right. And by the way, uh, let me know the climate scientists you're interviewing. We'll make sure to get them a copy of the book. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I like that. Yes. Let me know. We'll do, do that. Right now, Chapter 6 goes into this climate gate, and uh, you're right. It's a huge scandal. I mean, uh, this hockey stick uh, that uh, was a graph that Michael Mann, he was in his 30s, he was basically a assistant research professor in Department of Geosciences at the University of Massachusetts, and he had this hockey stick graph. Now, hockey stick graph, hockey stick has a long, flat handle, and then at the end where the tip hits the ice, it curves up. So you've got an upward, long, flat, and an upward uh, blade, for the to shoot the hockey puck. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so Michael Mann has this graph where he said that going back in Earth's history, going back you know thousands of years, that the Earth's temperature was relatively normal. It was no big rises in temperature, and it was flat. So that's the that's the stick, the, the you know the handle part of the hockey stick, flat temperature. Then suddenly the Industrial Revolution comes along. We start burning hydrocarbon fuels, and suddenly 
the temperatures don't flatten out anymore, but they shoot up because the carbon dioxide we're emitting into the air is dramatically greater, and the air suddenly gets warmer more than it has ever been in history. In other words, we are responsible for a unprecedented rise in temperature in the Earth. Now, that, that's pretty. If that were true, that's pretty startling. That would be a very important graph. And when he did this in the 90s, he published this in 1998. I remember being in Congress. All these Congress were all talking around talking about the hockey stick. Mm-hmm. All they want to talk about was the hockey stick. And all alarmed that we had to do something because we were going to destroy Earth with burning hydrocarbon fuels. Well, what happened is that Michael Mann created this by essentially erasing some climate history that's very important. There was a medieval warm period, uh, about 1300s, and it was exceptionally warm suddenly in the Middle Ages. And then it was followed by a little ice age, okay, that and these were temperature periods that went, you know, centuries long, and they were global in extent. And Michael Mann rigged the data so that those are just little tiny blips on his hockey blade. In other words, the he erased the medieval warm period and he erased the little ice age because it was before the Industrial Revolution. There were no, there was no uh, hydrocarbon fuels being expended of any magnitude, and Michael Mann did not want to admit that uh, we had very warm temperatures and very cold temperatures and had nothing to do with burning hydrocarbon fuels. But from his standpoint, if I may just interject one minute. Sure, please from his From his standpoint, this was a necessity because he needed to create this hyper-urgency. He needed to um, show that we are at the end and we need to do something right now. But it also explains why all of the predictions since 1998 have been absolutely and completely wrong because those predictions were based upon his hurried his skewed his manipulated scale is it not that does explain why they've been wrong since the 90s and you could argue they've been wrong for 70 years but specifically since the 90s because it's within this hockey stick that he removed the most important data which is the perspective of time and therefore giving you the the assumption that it's our fault and we must do something now that's right. And, and what Michael Mann was trying to say is, look, uh, the burning of hydrocarbon fuels, industrial age, capitalism, development of capitalism, that's what is going to destroy us. We're our own worst enemy. We're responsible for the Earth's dying by burning all this hydrocarbon fuel. And that it sets the stage for people today saying, oh, we've got you know, extremely warm summer and look at the temperature in Arizona. Or look at the rainfall in this city and that city. You know, the, this is all because we're burning too much hydrocarbon fuel. They don't take the perspective to realize that even in recent geological time, 1930s, 1940s were a very warm period of time. And uh, you can find articles written in the 1930s about the glaciers melting, just like Al Gore in the 1930s. They were stay, saying the same thing. Yes. Then the earth got colder, and so they all said, you know, the climate alarmist said, well, we're going to come up with a with, a, with ice age. Well, today, the, the climate started warming in the 90s. And these are normal fluctuations of the temperature. They're not, you know, dramatic, huge trends which take 
hundreds of thousands of years to develop. This is not, you know, 100,000 years coming on with an ice age. This is a little normal temperature variation. But with the hockey stick, anything that happens now could be said, oh, you know, world's going to end. The chicken little, sky's going to fall. Yeah. We're all going to die, you know, because... But without that urgency, the people would reject the uh, what's been happening over these last 20 years specifically. But what they would reject is the idea that governments have the right to seize power and now forever change the trajectory of the organic nature of, of business, of energy that the countries have already advanced on because they need to fix this data. So if you look at it from the standpoint of how do we get the best results for collectivism, for government control, for panic, it is through this frauded hockey stick. That's right. That's a very good analysis of it, and that's correct. The um, this attempt to make this medieval warm period uh, and the Little Ice Age disappear, uh, you know, it flies in the face of several thousand scientific publications over decades that establish that you know both these temperature um, variations, aberrations, you know during historical time, recent historical time, going back to the 1300s, uh, happened. Mm-hmm. And that they were global. You know, they, there have been studies showing that there were these, the global warming of, of the medieval warm period and the little ice age global cooling. We can find evidence of it all around the globe. And the pushback when climate scientists said, this is nonsense, well, then the Michael Mann scientists started saying, well, the Little Ice Age was only occurred in a few places. It wasn't global. They tried to dismiss it. But the the coup de grace, the real damaging, the final blow that destroyed Michael Mann was Climategate. East Anglia? The, pardon me? Is, it, is this the East Anglia emails? Yes. In 2009, this, uh, November 2009, this identified, unidentified hacker, an anonymous hacker, started publishing emails and documents on the server from the uh, Climactic Research Unit, CRU, at the University of East Anglia in Norwich, England. Okay, now this, this climate research unit was where a lot of the data was housed for this intergovernmental policy climate change committee of the United Nations, and these scientists were all using that server Michael Mann and his buddies trying to put forward the idea of global warming. Now, these emails had top people, including Mann, admitting they were rigging the data, that they were altering the temperature to make the last 20 years seem like it was a catastrophe, a weather disaster caused by burning hydrocarbon fuels. And Michael Mann and the others knew they were doing this. They called it erasing, you know, hiding the decline in temperature that occurred in the Little Ice Age and hiding the increase in temperature that happened with the middle uh, medieval warming period. They were intentionally trying to rig the data to make the graph come to the conclusions they politically and ideologically hating capitalism uh, wanted it to come to. So this is game over, right? I mean, in the real world. Now, you know, you and I have the benefit of being capitalists. You and I have the benefit of working in the private sector. You spent decades in the private sector. If right. a business is caught with this, everyone is going to jail. The The money going in is immediately removed, and that's the end of the story. Think Enron. But here we are 
where only in politics and government and among the, the, the corrupt and, this, and the stupid could this kind of open and notorious lie exist. And yet this is the weapon that they are beating us over the head with to extort trillions of dollars as we see this new bill that just passed, the one that's going to pony up to it, and the ones in the future. As they continue to promote this giant lie of global warming, man-made global warming, and the idea that they have the recipe to help it, which is actually, ironically, a fraud itself on the CO2 data. Correct? That's correct. And in, you know, in my book, I document the emails they sent. You can read them for yourself. And uh, you know, the, the conclusions of any reasonable person looking at this was that it was shocking that these scientists, supposedly reputable scientists, were willing to rig their data, violate all kinds of of the you know laws and rules of real science to create false science. And the affair became known as ClimateGate. And uh, basically a group of American university students, I remember at the time it was quite cute, they published a little YouTube song which was Hide the Decline. You know, they were mocking yeah. uh, Michael Mann uh, whose his phrase hide the decline in the temperatures he actually said we're gonna hide the decline uh, of the you know the decline to a colder earth and little ice age he said that in the emails and he admitted what he was doing was fraudulent I want to get started on the next book and we call it ignorance arrogance and fascism the science policy uh, of the left what do you think good idea all right you right, write it, it. This is how we work. Throw it at the wall. I'm an idea, man. Feed mayonnaise to tuna. Dr. Jerome Corsi, you know I love when you come on, and I'm truly enjoying it. Thank you so much for this. This is huge, and I'm already looking forward to next week. I I really commend you for doing this, and thank you for taking the time and the patience to really thoroughly understand what's in this book, Sean. Wonderful. I greatly appreciate it. I think your audience will greatly appreciate it. I'll post these interviews on my social media. Wonderful. We'll do the same here. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. God bless. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye now. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's raining Hallelujah, it's raining I am not going to do a Pete Buttigieg segment. What the hell is this song, Squirrel? I said it's ladies' night. Is that why you did that? All right. You have no idea why you did that, did you? That's all right. No idea why they do anything here when we talk about uh, climate change. What an absolute and total scam. Same government that wants to restrict and control your purchases and your life is weaponizing oligarchs that bribed the sitting president. Oh, they bribed them. They were bribing them for years. Bribing them for years. Is the Chinese bribed them? Is even Russians bribed them? And it's undeniable. But I do love how attention deficit the Democrat voter is. You do realize that Joe Biden is not only giving weapons to Ukraine, he's bombing in Somalia, he's bombing in Yemen. Syria, we hold a third. What about all the war? Isn't that bad for the climate, you eco-Nazis? And you are eco-Nazis. I think it is bad for the climate. And uh, speaking of Nazis... Should we should we prove that? Uh, I mean, do we even need more proof from the laptop from hell? But here you go. Here's a little clip, a little snippet. 
Whistleblowers reportedly turning over what Republican investigators say is proof. The big guy mentioned... Now, why do they? does it have to be Republican investigators? So that the Democrat investigators only investigate Donald Trump and the Republicans only investigate Joe Biden. Isn't it more about the evidence? It is absolute and total prima facie evidence. The sitting president of the United States is corrupt, bought and sold by enemies of the country, foreign and domestic. Repeatedly in connection to Hunter Biden's overseas business deals is his dad, Joe Biden. A text exchange from 2020 involving one of Hunter Biden's former business partners, James Gilliar, confirmed... These names matter. All the names matter. Devin Archer, uh, the Heinz kid, all of it, all of it matters. But apparently the Democrats would have you believe this is the most functional crackhead in American history. ...years of speculation about the identity of the big guy... The New York Post reports, in an earlier 2017 email, Gilear outlined the breakdown from a profitable Chinese deal involving Hunter, President Biden's brother Jim, and a 10% cut for the big guy. Now, China gave this political whore in diapers, this dimwit, $31 million we can trace. $31 million to the crime family. So when Xi Jinping tells this dimwit in diapers... Don't test us when it comes to Taiwan. What do you really think he's going to do? He is in the pocket of the Chinese communist government. The proof that he was in the pocket of the Ukrainians sits in the fact you gave an actor, another fraud, $60 billion, and he goes and shoots a modeling shot for Vogue, and where's the fracking money? Because they already lost the country. Vladimir Putin's already pulling out, not because he got beat, he already stopped the murder of his own people in this civil war that was going on for seven years nobody wants to talk about. So what do you think he's going to do when Xi Jinping, the Chinese Communist Party leader, says, shut your mouth and sit in a seat in your wet diaper, and don't you dare think about anything other than what we tell you to think? Because he's bought like a chiclet in The Godfather. We're talking about politically charged deals involving individuals that want something from a vice president, Joe Biden, and certainly now wants something from a President Biden. President Biden repeatedly denying any involvement or knowledge of Hunter's overseas business deals, mounting evidence from Hunter's laptop suggesting otherwise. A voicemail from 2018 suggests the president did have knowledge of his son's overseas business yeah, no transactions. No kidding. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think you're clear. The New York Times. Yeah, they covered it up nice. But, you know, it does make sense on this bill. How much is China going to get from these billions of dollars that are spent? After all, that's what we're buying all this green energy bulldog from. You think you really think they're going to Ohio? Ooh, they're going to Ohio. For what? To, to run the money through the labor unions. But the actual products will come in from China. You know, when you think about it, $31 million to one scumbag Irish gypsy family, Billions and billions and billions, hundreds of billions in spending products. It's really not a bad buy. It's almost as good as the Ukrainians because the Ukrainians gave them short money in comparison. I mean, what they do? They, they put the crackhead on some pretend board, a few million a year, and look at the billions and billions in return. I, I, you think they'd wise up, but I don't know if they're ever going to wise up. President Joe Biden and Chinese leader Xi Jinping have conducted a two-hour phone call in the last few hours in what the two leaders described as a frank and in-depth conversation. Does anybody even believe that? 
You think they were really on the phone for two hours? You think Joe Biden can do anything other than sleep for two hours on the phone with Xi Jinping? This son of a gun can't... I mean, I know he doesn't blink anymore, but you really believe he had a two-hour conversation? I don't believe a lick of it. The call was expected to cover a range of regional and global issues, including the Ukraine invasion and economic competition between the two nations. Taiwan also became a key point of the conversation ahead of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's controversial trip to Taipei. I don't think the dimwit uh, is going to end up going. I don't really care if she does go. I'm more concerned with the actual stuff that these Fourth Reich members, calling themselves liberal Democrats, how they're moving forward with the agenda of taking away your freedoms piece by piece by piece. And uh, the gun law passed, right, in the House? I'm pretty sure it did. In the House, passed in the House. What does that mean? They're going to take away your weapons. Now they'll say they're what? The the weapons they don't like? You mean the ones that we registered? By the way, how does that look? Any any notes in the bill of what it looks like if you were a law-abiding gun owner and you registered your weapon that now the government says you don't have? Do they come and get it? What exactly does that look like? Does it, it look like the 30s? I remember when they challenged Ben Carson when he was running for president. You remember that? You're too young for that, huh, kid? I'll read a couple sentences from the book. German citizens were disarmed by their government in the late 1930s, and by the mid-1940s, Hitler's regime had mercilessly slaughtered six million Jews and numerous others whom they considered inferior. You know what's interesting about that topic? You know how um, Adolf Hitler really enraged so many German people? Not just with the accent. Is that he accused the Jewish people wasn't strictly the religion that he went after. You know what he accused them of? He said that they would never capitulate, that they were capitalists. Did you know that? Oh, it's true. And they wouldn't bend knee to the National Socialist Worker Party, which is what the Nazi Party really was. Kind of like our American Democrat Party. Huh. I'm sure I'm way off. After all, Americans, it's in our Constitution. They wouldn't make it illegal to have guns, would they? Oh, wait a minute. They just kind of try and... 312... 642-5600. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take your calls on this subject. Then we'll do the movies. But I'm going to take your calls. This is more important. Push back against the fourth Reich. I think we, they should have done it right in the third Reich. 312-642-5600. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You got all the buttons hit right there, squirrel? So, um, while we are doing the show, what's going on in Congress, and the House passes the AR-15, I wanted you to hear exactly what your government's doing. Mr. Speaker, I now yield one minute to the uh, chairman of the Appropriations Committee to distinguish... That's Jerry Nadler, who looks like Cobblepot, Danny DeVito in the original Batman. Did you ever see this? Smarmy son of a gun that he is. How do you get that physique where you're fat from like your mid thigh up to your bosom and you're a man? How do you how do you get look like? And this is how he looks after he had the fat bastard surgery where they tied a rubber band around his stomach. He still looks pathetic. Gentlelady from Connecticut, uh, Mr. Loro. Mr. Loro is recognized for one minute. Now, do you know who she is, Squirrel? Oh, you got it. She's the best. Her name is Delora. Her last name, and uh, she's a Democrat. And she has a purple streak. She's about 70 years old. She's got purple dyed in the top of her hair. And she's got a face. What's the best way to describe it? All she's missing is a candle in her mouth. She looks like a jack-o'-lantern. 
and she's not a very nice woman. 26 souls, including 20 babies, massacred at Sandy Hook Elementary School, Parkland, Buffalo, Uvalde, the common denominator, and... Rosa DeLauro is from another Seward Democrat area where, you know, the under over on the weekend is how many innocent people be shot by drug dealing gangbangers who all donate to Democrats. And uh, this is what she's going to use. Her name is Rosa DeLaura. She's a Democrat out of Connecticut and a scarecrow on the weekends. AR-15 style assault weapon, the weapon of choice. Eight of the 10 deadliest mass shootings involved an assault weapon. We cannot be numb to this needless violence. It is long past time for us to act. In Connecticut, the tragedy at Sandy Hook changed our lives forever. These are unspeakable tragedies. They are avoidable tragedies. And they're happening in our schools, our grocery stores, our places of worship. The legislation before us today will reduce the prevalence of assault weapons, ban the purchase of assault weapons, get them off of our streets. That's the part I want to talk about. Millions of these, uh, millions of these guns have been sold. Millions. You may have one. I may have one. I'll never tell. Millions and millions and millions. So they're going to ban them. How does the government now go about getting them? Anybody talk about that? I think that's important to talk about. Ben Carson talked about it when he was running for president. So I'll read a couple sentences from the book. German citizens were disarmed by their government in the late 1930s, and by the mid-1940s, Hitler's regime had mercilessly slaughtered six million Jews and numerous others whom they considered inferior. Through a combination of removing guns and disseminating deceitful propaganda, the Nazis were able to carry out their evil intentions with relatively little resistance. So what is the, what is the point you're trying to make? If, if there had been guns in Germany, my, there might not have been a Holocaust? My, my, that's what he's trying to make, Wolf. Wolf. I always find it funny when a guy named Wolf is questioning you about Nazis. That's just me. I wonder if his name had the two dots on it before they changed his last name. Blitzer. Von Blitzer. Um, and it reminds me of the obvious resistance to the Nazis that took place among the Jewish people. What was the name of those two brothers? They they had the movie Defiance over. Um, what was their original name? Belinsky? I think it was Belinsky. And how those two brothers, or actually four brothers, built a resistance up of about 100 people and how they saved 1,200 Jews. And uh, how that whole crime was perpetrated by a government who had a lot of similarities to the American Democrats. They were always talking about the workers. They were always talking about the virtuous spending, about the greedy businesses. They were always demonizing entrepreneurship and capitalism. That's what the first accusation against the, the Jewish people were. They were too capitalists. They were too individualists. Sounds a lot like now. And then they started to pass these certain laws to disarm them and to turn them into slaves. First, they told them how righteous it was to capitulate to their tyranny. Starting to see a correlation here? I know I am. That's why I call them the Fourth Reich. Dave in Libertyville. Hey, Sean. I'm sorry. I'm kind of off in left field here, but my wife and I were just arguing about uh, she saw something on TV. You know, she watches the regular channels. Sure. About um, uh, Darren Bailey? Bailey wanting, yeah, wanting to outlaw um, 
birth control. Well, that's obviously the accusation that will be thrown at him from the only fat slob who's been on FBI tapes and elected to be a governor, ironically by the morons that think he stands for something. And the accusation will be he's against all birth control. I don't know. I haven't spoken to Darren Bailey, but I think that would be a preposterous position to have. And if Darren Bailey were to take the position of banning birth control, you know, the actual way not to get pregnant in the first place, I wouldn't support right. him. I wouldn't support him. So I don't think he is. I'm okay. pretty sure Darren Bailey lives in the year 2022 and lives in the modern era. I'm pretty sure he does. But he will be a throwback because they want to build a mountain of fear that Darren Bailey doesn't live in the real world and is against everything and wants to take away all kinds of opportunities versus then to criminalize the most horrible act among mankind where people are killing babies. See, the two are mutually exclusive. The Democrat mafia can't afford for people to think. They have to whip up lies, fraud, and abuse. Think of it on every policy, then remember who it is selling it. Democrat scum. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. See, that, I, I agree with my guy in Blue Island here. I mean, I, I can't believe that that accusation is, is true. I don't think there's a reasonable person in the world that would say, don't put a Frisbee. You want to you not get pregnant, don't get pregnant. There's a thousand different ways not to get pregnant. But once you are, the idea that you would kill that kid not only is a testimony to your rottenness, but to society's rottenness as there is an entire group of people that are fighting for the free murder of the most innocent thing, uh, living being among us, a baby. It, to me, this is a simple problem. Uh, Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean. There's a, a 80-ish movie uh, right in our genre, our age of teenagers, called Mississippi Burning. Yeah. And uh, Gene Hackman, Willem Dafoe. And uh, Willem Dafoe urges Gene Hackman, he says, don't drag me down into your sewer. Yeah. To which Gene Hackman replies, these people came from the sewer. That's where we need to fight them. And if, you know, my friend, if Darren Bailey is not willing to fight him in the sewer, then he's going to get should, his ass you know, kicked just I like Rounder I was going to, I didn't have enough time. I was going to text Stephanie. I want to know. I want he should come out and say, I, of course I'm not against somebody throwing on a Magnum. Of course I'm not, uh, you know, I, I'm not against uh, the reality of life itself. He should get out in front of that now. Uh, Jerry Mundelein. Yeah, hey, Sean, thanks for a great show. So you got to tell your listeners about the Bianchi versus Frosch case, which uh, adopted the uh, Bruin standard by the Supreme Court on June 30. Maryland banned AR-15 assault-style rifles. Yeah. So on June 30, the Supreme Court said, no, no, federal appellate court, we are... Reversing your decision. Good. You are reversed. We're sending it back down, and we want you to rehear it in accordance with the June 23rd Bruin standard, which is the concealed carry case. Jerry, that's good news. And then the other thing it reminds me of, I used to have an uncle, and I remember him saying, you'd put your name on a list and tell the government what you got? Why would you do that? Sooner or later, they're going to come and get it. Looks like that guy was wise. And you know why he was wise? They sent him away at 18 years old to go fight the original Nazis. 
the original socialist worker parties, the original swindlers of utopia, who were going to deliver bliss and prosperity to their people. Just be happy this version of the Nazis, the Fourth Reich American Democrat Mafia, isn't coming at you with a Hugo Boss suit on, although it would be a better look for these sloths. Uh, I Everybody have a great weekend. I know I blew off the movie, but that's okay. I only got four days with you. Next week, we'll do the movies on Friday. In the meantime, we're going to keep up a tradition here of the national anthem. This is Billy Joel, who is a phenomenal singer. However, he's very peculiar looking. And think about his poor daughter, who has a chance of looking like the most beautiful woman on the face of the world, Christy Brinkley, her mother. And then here, the first thing she hears is, boy, you look like your father. Talk about rolling boxcars on the come out. Anyway, everybody have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Oh, say can you see By the dawn's early light What so proudly we hail At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight On the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rockets red The bombs bursting safe this weekend. Talk to you on Monday. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.